takes it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, and welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islander podcast. So glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Lots to talk about on today's show. If you haven't noticed in the media over the last week or two, uh, seems to be a lot of tension between Oliver Wallstrom and Barry Trotz. We'll talk about that, talk about what's behind it, what it really means, uh, all of that coming up on today's show. We'll also discuss what the Islanders can do to get some of those forwards in particular going because so many guys, their statistics in the first half of this season do not equate with what you normally see on the back of their hockey cards. We have our Islanders birthday of the day and we'll talk a little bit about a player the Islanders have placed on waivers on Monday. All of that and more coming up on this episode of the show. If you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question for us, a a topic you'd like us to talk about, or, you know, just a comment on something that we did already talk about, feel free to email the show, the email address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news notes and happenings, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, and yes, that will include the three West Coast games coming up uh, starting tomorrow night when the Islanders travel to Vancouver. Let's get started with the Oliver Wallstrom situation. And over the last week, maybe week and a half, we have talked about, a little bit about, Oliver Wallstrom and what seems to be some tension going on between Barry Trotz and Oliver Wallstrom. And look, this is... Not a situation where Trotz is, doesn't like Wallstrom or doesn't think Wallstrom is any good. That is not what's going on here. And look, Wallstrom was benched for a period a couple of weeks ago, then was a healthy scratch. Then there were some comments that Barry Trotz made where it just seemed like, uh, you know, 
seems like he's not giving Wallstrom enough credit and he's critical of him and what have you. Well, okay. Trotz is realistically, like here, here are some of the things, you know, Wallstrom scored a goal against the Wild last Sunday, a week ago Sunday. And, uh, you know, Trotz came back, obviously, he scored the goal diving in, but that goal was created by a shot and net traffic and a loose puck. And it sounded like Trotz was not going to give Wallstrom credit for the power play goal. Uh, then last Tuesday, we have a quote where he said that Wallstrom gets credit for going to the hard areas and shooting the puck, but he also said there were some things in his game he didn't like. There's times when he doesn't feel pressure around him, especially when you've got to manage the puck. All right, let's talk about what's behind this. This isn't picking on Wally Day or month or anything like that. This isn't a personality thing between Barry Trotz and Oliver Wallstrom. What you've got here is a young player and a veteran coach who are both trying to accomplish the same goal, but sometimes to get there, there's tension, there's disagreement, and it's almost like trying to help Wallstrom's development to get from talented but green young star to consistent NHL player who's going to contribute and who's going to produce and who's going to fit into the team concept. And I think at the very least, you have to remember that if Barry Trotz did not feel that Oliver Wallstrom had the potential to be something great. He wouldn't be putting all this time and effort into trying to reach him and get him to change some of the things he doesn't like. And, you know, he talked about managing the puck uh, in one of those quotes that we read and not feeling the pressure. That's what leads to turnovers that is costing costing the Islanders dearly as far as uh, allowing quality scoring chances on the other end, as far as, uh, you know, allowing the other team to have speed going through the neutral zone after a turnover because players are caught up ice, and as far as breaking up that transition game that the Islanders have been struggling with for most of the year. So, for Barry Trotz, this is almost like, I'm going to use an analogy that, you know, I I don't think it should be offensive to anyone, but it's like breaking in a wild stallion. Uh, You got to take the talent and the raw ability that an Oliver Wallstrom has and get him to be part of the system that the team wants to play. And... The reason that Barry Trotz is calling out Wally so often is to try to get him to realize that potential as quickly as possible. I mean, Wallstrom is still 21 years old. And realistically, 
His best hockey should be ahead of him. And the Islanders need Oliver Wallstrom to be out there and to give the team what he can give them because not too many players on this team shoot the puck as often and as well as Oliver Wallstrom. And this team, as we've discussed so many times, needs more shots at net and on net. Oliver Wallstrom right now, despite the fact that he has missed three games, Oliver Wallstrom leads the Islanders with 97 shots on goal. Barry Trotz realizes that he needs him, but needs to figure out how to have him in the lineup and not to have him cause problems with some of the things he does more away from the puck than with the puck. And then there's that pressure thing where he's causing turnovers and giveaways and the like. This is the equivalent of a coach giving a player tough love. And if he didn't think that Oliver Wallstrom had the potential to become a top six forward, a 25 goal scorer, or maybe even more, if he didn't think that, he wouldn't be investing all this time and all this energy in trying to get Wallstrom to buy into the system and improve his game and do the things he needs to do to take it to the next level. So don't get angry at at Barry Trotz. Maybe you don't like the way he's going about it, but he's trying to get Oliver Wallstrom to fit in and to be more productive and to be a better all-around hockey player. And if he can do that, the sky is the limit for a kid like Wally. And the Islanders will unquestionably benefit from that. When we come back, we'll talk about a player placed on waivers on Monday by the Islanders, plus a look at some of the Islanders' offensive players who are struggling and what the team may be able to do to get them out of it. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Got Beard? Get Primal. You heard me right. Got Beard? Get Primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product, but Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes bombs, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel and beard products available. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted. In the USA. The combo kits make a great gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. We know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and the feel in beard to the other products you've used. We promise you, you will see and feel the difference. Remember the code LOCKED ON, that's one word, LOCKED ON, gets you 20% off at primaloriginoils.com. Use the code LOCKED ON at checkout. For 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. All right, yesterday, Monday, the Islanders placed Austin Zarnick 
on waivers. And yeah, I, I was not surprised, but maybe a little disappointed. And, you know, you look at the numbers. Here's an Islanders team that is struggling to put points on the board. And, you know, Zarnik has done a pretty good job when he's been in the lineup of giving the team a little bit of a boost. And yet, you know, they put him on waivers. But why? Because they're only allowed to carry 23 players. You have Ryan Pulak now back and healthy. You have Kyle Palmieri back and healthy. And when you've got those guys back and healthy, there isn't a lot of room for a guy like Austin Zarnick. Now, Zarnick, 11 games played, 5 points, 2 goals, a plus 5, and 5 block shots. You know, he is a guy who has added something to this team. He gives you everything he's got. If he clears waivers, and I would expect he probably will, but if he clears waivers, he'll head back to Bridgeport to help the Bridgeport Islanders and be ready to be called up if injuries strike or the Islanders feel they need him. I feel a little disappointment for Austin Zarnick. He did a good job, did everything that was asked of him and more when he was up here. But uh, right now, there just isn't room for him on the roster, and the Islanders, you know, you don't want to risk losing some of the other guys. Like, you know, you're not going to risk Kiefer Bellows being lost. So... The decision made sense, even if it was perhaps a little disappointing. You look at the Islanders' situation right now, offensively, and there is just too many guys who this team was hoping would be contributing more offensively. And, you know, the Islanders are not quite halfway through the season. They've got Two more games before you go to the halfway mark. But J.G. Pajot, five goals so far. So he's like at a 10, maybe 11 goal pace for the season. Anthony Bevilier, seven goals so far. Let's say he's at around a 15 goal pace for the season. Josh Bailey. Now Bales is more of an assist guy than a goal guy. But three goals. So far in 34 games, you know, that's a, a maybe a seven, six or seven goal pace. Zach Parise, three goals in 39 games. He's one of the few Islanders who have played in every game. That's a six or seven goal pace. Kyle Palmieri, one goal in 29 games. Not going to get it done. That's maybe a three goal pace over the course of the season. And the one thing you realize when I'm done reading that list is that there are just too many players on it right now. And, you know, you can't have that. Health issues have been a part of it. COVID, injuries, you know, Palmieri missing significant time, a lot of the players missing time over the course of the season with COVID. But what can the Islanders do to try to get a little spark? We have seen Barry Trotz juggle the lines. He even separated Anders Lee and Matthew Barzal, albeit for, what, one period at one point last week. 
But the Islanders, you know, when you're struggling like this, I think you keep it simple. And, you know, the mantra that these players should be hearing right now is go to the net, get those deflections, put the puck on net, go for the rebounds, tips, deflections, screens, all those so-called dirty area goals that you need to have in a situation like this. And as far as the line combinations go, I don't think they should break up Barzal and Lee. Bailey has actually been a good fit on that line most of the time. And while a lot of people are critical of Josh Bailey, and understandably so, he did certainly get off to a slow start this season. But realistically, Bailey, uh, you know, 14 points in 17 games and a plus six. Now, the only person over those 17 games who had more points was Matthew Barzal. Now, I'm not saying Bailey has been the playoff Bailey that we saw the last two years in the postseason, but he's certainly been better. The guys that you need to get going a little bit more. To me, Bavillier, Palmieri, and Parise more than anybody. Because right now, Barzal, Lee, and Nelson are really the three guys who are really carrying the team offensively. And that might not even be the right word. But they're the only guys kind of coming close to living up to expectations. And, you know, J.G. Pajot who missed some time and who I speculated at one point might have been playing through an injury because he just didn't look like himself, he's another guy you got to get going because that third line, that third line has to show a little bit more offensive spark. You know, when, when Pajot came over from Ottawa in the trade, he instantaneously gave the Islanders a third line that could put the puck in the net and also be good defensively and good on face-offs. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden you had a third line that opposing teams couldn't ignore, but could also help shut down opposing teams. Well, between the poor play of Zach Parise offensively and the lack of production from J.G. Pajot, all of a sudden that third line isn't getting it done. And then... You add to that the identity line where Matt Martin missed time and Kyle uh, Casey Sezikis missed time, and you know they weren't together and healthy for most of the first half of the season. So the fourth line trailed off offensively and just generally in, in, at providing the energy that they provide. Pajot wasn't as productive, Parise wasn't productive, Palmieri wasn't productive, Bailey had a slow start, Bavillier hasn't been consistent. All of a sudden, you know, all you look up and down this lineup and there's problems. I don't mind leaving Bailey on that first line with Lee and Barzal. I would stick with the B and B line as a second line and then try Palmieri, Parise, and Pal and uh excuse me. Palmieri, Parise, and Pajot. But, uh, you know, it, it's tough because then where does Wally go? Uh, 
you get into the point where someone's going to have to sit. And I wouldn't be... If it were up to me, Kyle Palmieri, who isn't getting the job done, would sit for a game or two, even though Barry Trotz and the Islanders coaching staff is really trying to play him back into shape. But this is something we're going to keep an eye on and we're going to discuss more. And please... Feel free to email me with your thoughts about this because I, I, I do believe it's one of the things this team needs to do to figure out some productive line combinations that can really get the job done, and, and hopefully they will. When we come back, we have our Islanders' birthday of the day and more, so more to come on this episode of the Locked on Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs right to the big game this weekend. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. Bet Online has up to the minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live, real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers for the 2022 season. Bet online, where the game starts. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Olympic Hockey Daily, presented by Locked On NHL, a bonus podcast covering all the action in Beijing. You can find it on the Locked On NHL podcast feed. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. It's a goalie today. We are a day late as Monday was the 42nd birthday for former Islanders netminder Joey McDonald. McDonald, undrafted, the native of Nova Scotia, made his NHL debut with the Red Wings in 06-07 after a solid junior career with Peterborough, uh, went to the Bruins briefly and then joined the Islanders in 07-08, most of the year that year with Bridgeport, but in 08-09, injuries hit hard, uh, shock of shocks, uh, that once again, you know, injuries affecting the Islanders goaltender Rick DiPietro and Jan Denis and Joey McDonald ended up with the bulk of the goaltending. Joey Mack that year, 49 games for the Islanders, a 3-3-7 goals against and a 9-0-1 save percentage. But that was a tough time because the team in front of him just wasn't really getting the job done. After leaving the Islanders, uh, he went to the Maple Leafs, the Red Wings, the Flames, and then ended his career in Germany. 133 career NHL games for Joey McDonald. He ended up with a 44-61-15 record, a goals against average of three even, and a 9.02 save percentage. We're going to remember one of Joey Mack's better games with the Islanders. November 15th, 2008 at the Nassau Coliseum, 13,722 fans on hand as the Ottawa Senators come in to face the Isles. Alex Ald, the goalie for Ottawa, the Islanders, of course, going with Joey McDonald. No scoring in the first period, although Tim Jackman and Chris Neal did drop the gloves midway through the period. 
in the second, the Islanders take the lead. Sean Bergenheim, his third from Doug Waite and Andy Sutton at 3.54. And then exactly six minutes later, the Islanders get a power play when Sean Donovan is off for roughing. And John Sim gets his fourth from Franz Nielsen and Mark Streit. Two nothing Islanders after two periods. In the third, our, uh, we get a goal by defenseman Chris Campoli, his third from Tim Jackman and John Sim. At 3.59 of the third, Islanders up 3-0. But all of a sudden, Ottawa turns on the gas. Islanders getting into power uh, penalty trouble. Both uh, Bill Guerin and Andy Sutton in the box. Sutton off for slashing. It was a 5-on-3. They killed off the first penalty, but then Danny Heatley, his 10th from Daniel Alfredson and Mike Fisher, make it 3-1. to one. And then with a minute 33 left in regulation, Jason Spezza, his sixth from Heatley and Chris Kelly, make it 3-2. to two. But the Islanders close the door. Strong goaltending by Joey McDonald. Help the Islanders hold on for the 3-2 to two win. Islanders outshot in this game 40-31. to 31. But Joey McDonald, 38 saves for a 950 save percentage. And the Islanders hold on for the 3-2 win. Joey McDonald, uh, all-out effort kind of a guy, really appreciated his time in the NHL. And that season with the Islanders was his most productive in the NHL. Good memories for him, even if he didn't have a great team in front of him. And always a good guy whenever we were doing interviews post-game. So Joey McDonald, happy 42nd birthday. He is our Islanders birthday of the day. We have got a busy show tomorrow for you. Uh, We have got our weekly farm report and we'll have a full preview of Wednesday's game in Vancouver. Now keep in mind, because the game will not be over until almost 1 o'clock in the morning, uh, those of you who are night owls, the podcast will be a little later than normal. I usually post the new podcast a little after midnight around 12:25 a.m. so make sure you know just keep in mind that the podcast will be up before i go to bed but probably closer to 1:30 or 2 o'clock in the morning on uh thursday morning so keep that in mind after the game on wednesday Once again, I want to thank everybody for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Bets. It's your one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert insight and analysis by Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.